This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard. Uh, it's just a downpour, an absolute downpour. This is the fourth, uh, what is known as an atmospheric river we've probably had in the last three days. And, you know, we could be inside, but this is just me. I'm, you know, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to say, Mother Nature, I'm a person. I'm a human. I've got dreams, feelings. Leave me alone. I've had enough. My house just continues to flood. We'll have to... We're going to minimize talk about my home flooding because I can feel listeners leaving as I even bring up the subject. It's been too much. Uh, Let's get into the podcast. Today's guest is so wonderful. Haley Joel Osmond. Hello. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. It's raining. It is raining very hard. (laughs) And we're just sitting here. But you've brought your dog, Dorothy. I have... She was a little uh, freaked out by the rain, so oh. I was like, all right, I'll take you in the car with me. Does she, uh, <laughs> like, loud noises, that sort of thing, yeah, freak her out? that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Fireworks is the 4th of July hell? We haven't gone through that yet. I've only had her for about two months, oh. so we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So she may have some surprises in store yeah. for you. I, I feel like you're in a fireworks neighborhood. There's always a lot of fun in There's Highland fireworks. <laughs> There's a, apparently a holiday once a week yeah. in my neighborhood. My dog, though, doesn't care. Oh, We're nice. very lucky. Yeah. Uh, but who knows what Dorothy will do? Who knows? Is she your first dog? She is my, my first solo dog. We had uh, family dogs growing up, and I've wanted to get one for a while, but it just uh, the, it wasn't in the cards. And during the pandemic, I tried quite hard to get one, but they were all adopted out from under me, oh, which was good for the dogs. It was like very right. hard to find a dog. They were at a premium. Did you have your eye on any specific sort of dog, or was it just whatever comes? Uh, this size. She's like... 13 pounds and it's like something that needs to be able to be packed up with me if I have to get on a plane like at a moment's notice so, right because I grew Flea. up with big dogs but like you can't take them on the plane so easily right I we took our dog on the plane uh two times once to New York and once back not terrible but not the sort of thing you want to do frequently yeah taking a dog through the airport of that size is truly hell and and putting them under, which I I don't even know how people do. It's like you, no, that's you can't just sending do that. it to die. It's it's freezing under there. Yes. Yeah, it's not insulated. Apparently, it's extremely dangerous. I don't even know why it's allowed at this point. Yeah, because it's just like a you're really gambling. I don't trust American Airlines with me. I don't know why I trust them with my dog. <laughs> uh, I was on a flight recently where there was a small pony sitting uh, in first class, which what? was pretty cool. <laughs> did you get to pet the pony? I did pet the pony. I got up many times to pet the pony. <laughs> how big is the pony? It, well, maybe it was like a mini horse, but okay. it it could sit on its haunches and not interfere with the flying of the plane. <laughs> Wait, so it was like like sitting on its ass sort of yes, situation? Interesting. Yeah, hooves akimbo sitting on its ass. <laughs> and was it, was it uh, like a emotional support pony That's or something? That's what they said, but I got the feeling that the person probably would be emotionally fine without the pony. <laughs> <laughs> Probably emotionally better. Yeah. that uh, That's curious. I wonder why they're trying to transport that pony anywhere. Just leave it at home. Just to uh, breed it, probably. Did it you was, meet uh, the owner? Uh, yes. And what yeah. was their general vibe? It was a woman in her 50s, okay. and she seemed very serene. Oh. Someone who has transported uh, equine animals by air many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did the pony have a name? Uh, I don't remember. Oh. I should have written it down. <laughs> Wow, that's... I, I want to be like I'm running for president. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Cher- Cherith, nice to see you. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, obviously horse tranquilizers are a famous tranquilizer. I wonder if the 
pony was on. Well, they were shipping ivermectin across the country. This uh, was in 2019, and she knew what was coming. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow, and now, now that we're talking about mini horse and pony, what is the difference? Is a pony a... It's like mules. It's a big Venn diagram, isn't it? It's like mules, donkeys, horses, ponies, and mini horses. Like all intersecting at some ranch. Right. (laughs) And a mule is a donkey horse. Is that correct? I think so. And then uh, Annalise is kind of nodding their head. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to sound like a horse expert today. And then a mini horse must just be kind of, they've bred it into mininess. Yeah, like the smallest horses kept getting bred down to this ideal state. Yeah. And then a pony is not a baby horse. No, it's its own That's a full. breed, I yeah. think. Yeah, a foal and a mare? Philly. Oh, what's a filly? Philly is a small female horse. Full Juvenile female filly, horse. a mule, Horse a experts are, are slamming their hands on the <laughs> dashboard going, no! <laughs> one star review, one star review. Um, interesting. Have you ever been on a horse? I have, yeah. What was that experience like? I did a television movie called Last Stand at Saber River with Tom Selleck. Oh, my God. Two of the Carradine brothers and Susie Amos, uh, who is married to James Cameron, uh, in the wilderness of, of uh, New Mexico in, like, 1995. Wow. It's like a pretty good TV movie, too. Really? And so yeah. you were on a horse as a small kid as for a, small a long kid. time, and you had to, I imagine, be trained to ride it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was riding a pony, though. Right, so a I pony. That it, makes it sense. doesn't count. Yeah. What was the training like? Uh, they just kind of throw you on there and you go. That seems very dangerous. <laughs> and I've since ridden a horse in adulthood, and it's the same way, where they're just like, get on, go. And you're like, all right, I guess the horse knows. It feels like you should have to take like a driving course, you know, like right. what you get your license for. Yeah. A horse, to me, seems almost more dangerous than a car. And there's like a rifle in the saddle. You can pull it out and shoot it. Like, you don't need any classes or anything <laughs> to do it. <laughs> the The thing I love about horses in all times that I've ridden them is that they know when you're getting to the end of the ride and they're close to the barn and they start to run really fast. Oh, that's very Which cute. if you're inexperienced with a horse is like, okay, no, 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 slow down, slow down. <laughs> they're like, I got to get back to the barn. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Yeah. Quite a mustache. Quite a mustache. Uh, how was he as a person? Do you he remember? He was very nice. Okay. And we did this one scene where there was like a stampede. It was a crazy movie. And we, we faced like like flooding and a sandstorm and like half the crew got fired at one point. It was a really chaotic shoot. <laughs> and um, oh, and I remember one of the producers fired the caterer one day because they didn't have his uh, preferred flavor of bluebell ice cream. <laughs> And we're in the, the middle flavor? of the, like the the prairie. I think it was pistachio or something. He's like, <laughs> "Get out of here!" Um, but we shot this like this stampede scene in the middle of the night with all these horses like running through a gorge, and me and Tom Selleck and like our family is like migrating across the United States or something. So we're like huddled by this tree, and a bunch of ants, like fire ants, like ran up the inside of my shirt and started biting me. So in the middle of the scene, I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and Tom Selleck thought, thought I'd been uh, bit by a spider, so he was like slapping all over me he's like get it get it i don't think that made it in the movie that was tom's hero moment yeah wow that really feels like you're on the oregon trail it was yeah well i tried to caulk the wagon but it (laughs) turns out i needed to ford the river (laughs) wow was that like your one of your first jobs i think so yeah yeah 95 96 actually it was 97 because I remember watching Independence Day in the theaters when it came out in Roswell, uh, uh, oh, what New an Mexico. experience! <laughs> the place you really want to see it, yeah. Did the town throw like a special screening or anything? They did, yeah. All four people who live there came out, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they do that for every alien film that comes out. At this point, it might be wearing thin. Yeah, there's been enough of them now. Cowboys right. and Aliens. They're going to do it for Oppenheimer, but in a more oh, muted affair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around like what Oppenheimer is going to be as a film. I'm excited, and I kind of suspect that Christopher Nolan like maybe set off a nuclear bomb. <laughs> I would not like, be surprised. He loves authenticity. <laughs> Half the crew was killed on that because they didn't get him his ice cream flavor. Absolutely radiated. You don't want to fuck with that guy's ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of spiders, have you heard about the Brown Widow invasion? No. Oh, is it here? Apparently it's happening, and they're killing all the Black Widows. Damn it. 
Apparently, brown widows are much more vicious than black widows, I'm learning. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I, like climate change brings us more ticks, cockroaches, uh, spiders, uh, like all the good stuff. Why can't it bring us more river otters? Oh, can you imagine? Like, yeah. Yeah, something more, many horses, ponies. Yeah. Kind of our puffins. Yeah. That feels puffins. like... Puffins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like puffins probably are going to eventually start showing up in the United States and it's going to be very worrisome because it's going to be like you should be on an ice floe somewhere it's like that, that scene in um, Children of Men when he's going in to, to meet his cousin and like you see all the oh. like zebras and things and peacocks yes. you're like wow it's the apocalypse <laughs> not great not <laughs> we're seeing all the animals at once <laughs> yeah that doesn't seem ideal but yeah the spiders are coming for the black widows and I've just recently learned that black widows are not vicious unless they you, don't really bite yeah unless you go after them do you remember a show? I don't know if you grew up around here, but there was a show called Rescue 911. Oh, I know the name of the show. Yeah, it was like like medical emergencies and things. Right. But I remember very specifically a reenactment of a black widow crawling up a guy's chest under the covers and biting him like right on the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and he still didn't die. So it's like, all right, they're not that dangerous. <laughs> and was that based on true events? I, it must have been. Or maybe maybe the standards of, of uh, uh, media truth were not as good back then. <laughs> that feels, I mean, that spider must have really known what it was trying to attempt. That's like a, you know, yeah. assassin yeah. going straight for the heart. <laughs> I don't know that I believe that entirely. But there was, the, I, I mean, up until basically this morning that I thought you have to stay away from black widows at all costs. That's what the hourglass means. Yeah, that's what the hourglass it's means. It's that frightening to us. Imagine how frightening it is to, like, a bug when you see that <laughs> <Right>. hourglass. <laughs> it's like a serial killer oh, who's God. also dressed like the Zodiac killer or something. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I should have looked into what a brown uh, widow looks like. I don't know that they have the hourglass, but we all should educate ourselves, be prepared, uh, and just be ready for the eventual invasion. Yeah. Have you had a tick? Have you ever had a tick bite? Oh. God, no. I hope not. Okay. Or oh, well, you I, may have, have one right now. I don't know yet. Uh-huh. I had friends that have had it. And then my mom, who's a sixth grade teacher, she had a student in her class who got bitten by one on vacation in Colorado, and she had to, like, drop out of school. Whoa. It really, if you don't catch it in time, like, it can really mess with your brain. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, Lyme you can get Lyme disease. Yeah. Uh, I've had what's known as uh, Rocky Mountain fever from no. a tick. Ooh. Yeah. Thank God I don't have Lyme disease, but that was pretty terrible. You know, this is kind of the the bug bite podcast at this <laughs> point. We're just trying to educate listeners on all the bugs that can bite Look, you. What you should do is whenever you walk into a room, just strip off all your clothes and like shake down your whole body, <laughs> look in the mirror, have somebody around. check you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? What's new? Uh, what year is it? 2023. <laughs> Uh, I just came back from doing an annual tradition that had been suspended since the pandemic where I go with a bunch of my high school friends to uh, Camelback Ranch, Arizona and watch okay. the Dodgers do spring training, Oh, which is really fun. Just and like a relaxing weekend. You're just watching baseball games. Watching them practice. Not watching, even oh, play a baseball oh, game. They're no, just this practicing. Is not for me. It's just fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really have anything to even cheer for. No. No. Well, you can cheer. You know, they, Do people cheer? Literally, literally, I did a video of my friend walking by them while they were doing like high knees, like doing the, the basic like stretching stuff. <laughs> How long are you watching these people practice? Well, they do play games. Okay. Uh, they have stadiums out there, but like we'll go for a weekend. And uh-huh. now there's like, you know, wives and children coming. It's it's really uh, sprouted into a nice annual affair. Interesting. So yeah. what is kind of the highlight of watching them practice? Is there a, like a crown jewel of the event? They have these minor league players. So, for example, they have this uh, highly touted prospect named Diego Cartaya, and he's like, he's going to come out to the majors and be a big star. Okay. So you kind of get to see him like, like as close as you and I are right now, like oh, practicing. Oh, interesting. You're like, hey, I saw that guy when he's practicing. Right. It's uh, a great place for autograph hounds uh which were too cool to do like i didn't have i was wearing a glove but i didn't have him sign it oh wow so it's just worthless (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um diego say it again cartaya let's all watch out for diego yes you heard it here first folks (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of a sports podcast do you play baseball uh i should have in in high school i played golf that was the same season so it was fun but i kind of wish i'd played baseball because right i'll never get my chance all right and so you're in arizona for a weekend just watching baseball are you doing anything else we go bowling we go to top golf uh we go to 
there's a place called the Wigwam out there. There's like nice pools and everything. Oh, that so, sounds nice. Yeah, it's a very like just relaxing something time. Something I'll also do in my 80s uh, that I'm doing <laughs> yeah, in yeah. my 30s. <laughs> you do not need to be uh, young to enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, that feels very retirement. It was, yeah. But why not retire at 30? Hey. Go for it. Yeah. Um, was it dry in Arizona or was it cold and wet? It was. Uh, it was in the 80s. Oh, my which God. Was, which was nice. That seems unthinkable. And jarring, point. you know, considering what we're living through right now. Yeah. Yeah. Has the rain had any effect on your life outside of just being annoying? It has. I don't quite know why so many people in the 50s thought it would be smart to build houses with completely flat roofs, <laughs> as if it would never rain a lot. <laughs> so there's been some uh, interesting nights where, like, I've gone up on the roof and, like, squeegeed puddles of oh, water no. off and, like, unclogged oh, no. the downspouts. Like, it's a lot of water that's been coming down. It's terrifying yeah yeah this is the first year where i've thought oh my death could be from falling off the roof (laughs) it's like now it's now part a possibility in my life that that is something that happens in your 30s when you climb a ladder and you're like okay (laughs) i gotta take this seriously like a fall could be very serious right now yeah i never thought it would happen to me but it's there it's waiting for me he died drowning on a ladder (laughs) stretching tarps all over his roof and screaming at the neighbors yeah uh okay so you're uh on the roof at night scraping water off does the dog like walking in the rain or she doesn't like it at all which i think is funny because normally she can't get enough of going outside Uh but when i open the door now she doesn't know it's raining yet and she runs out and then it's like what the fuck is happening and like yeah there's a lot of negotiating yeah a lot of our dog uh refuses to go out but it's like unfortunately you have to do this we have no choice we put on the raincoat we put on her handkerchief and she gets the deal a lot of the time where it's like look you got to go to the bathroom immediately and then Uh then we can get this over with does she have any rain gear she does but she dogs just don't like (laughs) clammy like just like raincoat stuff yes they're like the loud shuffling she kind of just like sits on the ground when i put it on her like Uh, it's like turning the dog off putting it on yes (laughs) she'd look great in boots yeah but she seems like an easy dog to wash she is are you bathing her yourself uh no i'm not oh i farm that out yeah i bring in a contractor to do that (laughs) um i'm so jealous our dog can't go to a what do we call them? A dog Groomers? washer? Groomer. Okay, groomer. <laughs> Here we go. I literally texted that when they're like, your dog's ready. I was like, okay, okay groomer. groomer. Oh, damn it. I don't know what I said. <laughs> yeah, they're groomers. Uh, our dog can't go to one because she has allergies, so I have to wash her myself. Oh, she has like uh, skin allergies? Yeah, oh. so we have to put on the medicated shampoo and I'm in the shower with her. I would, you can hear her sniffing. I hope this isn't ruining oh, the podcast. Oh, Dorothy's getting on the mic. You are biting the mic. <laughs> That's very cute. That's very, very cute. And she was just found somewhere around this neighborhood. She was running around. My friend Bridie Elliott found her. Oh, Bridie Elliott. Yeah. And Reaching she, out to Bridie. Oh, she, oh. she heard Bridie's name. She's freaking out. <laughs> um, she and her boyfriend uh, took care of her for a couple weeks, and they went around the neighborhood, and nobody recognized her, and nobody took her off of Instagram. So I was wow. like, I will take you. And she didn't have a chip or anything? No chip. Wow. Yeah, covered in fleas, so she'd been on the street for a while, Oh, wow. I assume. Um, but she's really... Uh, as opposed to the way she's acting now, she's really well-behaved. Yeah, so. she's very quiet. She's just looking around. She looks gorgeous. Has she gained any weight? Uh, hopefully. Okay. Kind of fatten her up for the winter. Right, right. Does she sleep with you? She does. Beautiful. I said that wasn't going to happen, and then it no, immediately no, no. happened. Of course. She did it perfectly. She's like, oh, I sleep at the foot of the bed. <laughs> and she moved a little bit up, and now she basically sleeps on my head at night. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... It, it, I don't know how you not, you don't sleep with your dog. Yeah. Well, we I was tried. like, oh, we'll do the crate training, mm-hmm. and like she'll love it. Dogs love the crate. And I was like, ah, no. Yeah, the crate training, uh, I think you have to start pretty young. Do you have any idea how old she is? Uh, the vet said she was uh, probably born last year. I wonder how they determined that. He was <laughs> squeezing her nipples when he said it. Guy. <laughs> Do not know how you discovered this. You've got to find a new vet. <laughs> this pervert. She's never been pregnant and she was born last year. I was like, oh, thank you, magician. Feels like astrology or something. <laughs> well, she's a. What's well, January? We've decided her birthday's in January. Is that okay. Capricorn, yeah. Sagittarius? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh. she's sniffing my ankle. I love her. <laughs> Um, oh, yes, you can stand here, little circus woman. Um, well, oh, she's hopping up. She can sit on my lap okay. if she wants. I really don't care. Right. Um, I mean, 
we should get into something else. I need to talk to you about something else. She is fully on my lap now. She's now, she belongs to the podcast. I'm taking a picture of this. Yeah, please take a photo of this. I'm so happy to have her in my life. Uh, look, you brought the dog to the podcast, but you brought something else. I'm not, I don't know that I'm comfortable even bringing this up now on audio, but we'll do our best. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Wait, that's what it's called? Oh, Haley. Oh, no. Annalise? I'm looking at Annalise. I don't know if there's been a miscommunication. You, you emailed me, come on this podcast uh, without specifying Come on the name. Sports and Bugs? Is that what you were inviting him to? Haley, you show up. It's pouring rain. I'm already in an emotional turmoil. Uh, absolute tailspin. I see the dog, and then I look up, and you're holding a brown bag. Well, now I'm embarrassed. I hope so. I, at very least, I hope you're embarrassed. I hope you're humiliated. This is clearly a gift for me. Yeah. <sighs> Should I open it here on the podcast? Sure. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I'll get into it here. I've got Dorothy on my lap, so I'm going to... You can remove from the bag, or you can just tear right through the... Kind of... The outside. I mean, Dorothy's even checking it Mm. out. I'm going to reach inside... Oh, she's checking. Mm, (laughs) Okay, there's some sort of glass objects. I'm going to try to be careful here. It's in two pieces. Oh, yeah, it does feel like two pieces, so I'm being very gentle. Here we go. There we go. Oh! What? Okay, it's a pineapple-shaped... It's some sort of ceramic pineapple. What are those in there? Wasabi peas? (laughs) There, there are maybe nine wasabi peas left in this ceramic pineapple. Obviously, you got this at a high-end boutique right before you got here. I did, yeah. <laughs> they kind of tossed in a few of the peas. This is Highland Park. I mean, there's some very <laughs> swanky stores on York. So. And everybody's buying this now. The pineapple, ceramic pineapple with kind of used wasabi snacks. Well, it's, it's the year of the pineapple, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about why you brought this. Well, um... It's vintage. Okay. It's um, beautiful. It's in two parts, so it's easy to transport. Um, <laughs> I I like a good uh, pineapple-themed house accoutrement. Sure, know? sure. Yeah. And I love wasabi peas, too. I love a wasabi pea. Uh, one thing I'll do is that I'll take one wasabi pea at a time with the sriracha square bottle and put a dot of sriracha on one wasabi pea. And that's one of my favorite snacks. That seems incredibly labor-intensive. It is very labor-intensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it kind of feels like in my wheelhouse, though, where it's like sna- very slow snacking. Exactly. I love slow snacking, Yeah. where the thing just lasts forever for like four episodes of Shark Tank. They do it on American now. Like They come down the aisle, even when there's turbulence, and they've got the bottle <laughs> of sriracha, and they're giving everybody wasabi peas. Your piece, sir. We can't do drink service, but we are having the wasabi service. <laughs> um, where did you get this pineapple originally? Uh, my friend Alex was giving it away. Okay. And I took it. This is kind of just being passed. <laughs> Nobody wants this pineapple, I'll, let's I'll, be honest. I'll, I, I wanted it, actually. <laughs> you know, my, my back was against the wall. I was told to come to this podcast, and I <laughs> heard the word gift, and I needed a gift to bring. But she also had this um, ceramic, like... It's like a little tree with a ceramic swing and a little elf sitting in the swing. Oh. And I took that too. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But. What was she giving all these cute things away for? She was having her third child and she was running out of room in the house. Right. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. As a third child myself, I know the pain a parent has. They don't want this kid. How many ceramic elves did your parents give away? <laughs> they, rooms just so you could full. have a life. Rooms and rooms <laughs> full of the cutest little elves. And they've regretted ever since uh should i have a pee right now would you yeah, like a pee they're fresh yeah i will have take one a pee so that you know you're not being poisoned <laughs> blossom or uh dorothy you're not invited it's the bread and salt from game of thrones on a leash do you want a pee oh nice an immediate spice oh that's so good yeah wasabi for me was um it took me a while because it's almost 
to my tongue a chemical taste. It was for a long time. But now I adore it. I still can't really do horseradish. I think in most places, and I don't want to besmirch any sushi restaurant in LA, I feel like most of the time it is just green horseradish. Is that true? Yeah, because when you get the freshly grated wasabi in certain places, it's like, oh, okay. It's oh. not super spicy. It's just like like kind of tangy. Like, Interesting. I wonder, yeah. now I'm wondering, have I ever had real wasabi? Maybe on these peas. Yeah. Interesting. And so are they dyeing the horseradish? Yeah. <laughs> that feels... Like putting sriracha on a peak. That, that, what a waste of time. It's putting a hat on a sriracha. Yes. I wonder what the cost difference could possibly... Well, well, you answered honest, your own yeah. question with your reaction. <laughs> yeah. I tried to order... Um, I wanted to grow wasabi root in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon sort of didn't do it. I still haven't figured out how to do it. Wait, but you got it in the mail and it just hasn't worked yet? Uh, it's like they they have it listed but it's like we need more information from you like what growing zone are you in oh interesting yeah so they're being careful for the first time maybe yeah amazon's first the national treasure (laughs) yeah um wow i feel like you could grow wasabi here i think so i feel like any root thing is pretty easy to get going yeah i mean spoken as someone who's never grown a root vegetable an incredibly lush backyard well it's been raining for nine months the birds are singing like it's a really (laughs) beautiful place (laughs) um i've been trying to grow a few vegetables i've got some kale my brother sent some purple peas nice which i successfully grew one batch and then a non-spicy habanero pepper Oh, so like like the sweet, you can make it into a jelly, yeah, right? Those ones yeah, those still haven't grown. They may be dead in the soil, DOA, whatever you call it. Uh, but apparently there's, D-O-I-S. Yes, there's D-O-I-S. a website that has a bunch of these kind of weird hybrid vegetables that I'm excited about. Interesting. Uh, I should have been doing that instead of just stopping at Amazon. Just being like, <laughs> well, they don't have it, so I quit. I mean, you and basically every other human being on the planet. But you do, you get on these... Uh, seed websites and the technology has gotten out of control. Have you heard of Tomato Mania? <laughs> no, I, I'm on board. They might actually be having their pop up right now on Figueroa, I think. So, what happens? It's Tomato Mania. Uh, these guys in Ojai, and they just have this extraordinary uh, variety of hybrids and different tomato seedlings. And I think that they put on the biggest tomato seedling festival in the United States. Really? And they travel around every March. And they're at like uh, Fig Growers or something on Figueroa. Okay. They used to go to Descanso Gardens and they would bring like a chef who would do like a tomato cooking demo. Oh. They make Bloody Marys. Like it was a great day at the park. Um, how many, uh, like what was your favorite thing to have there? Did you ever have a great item? Uh, well, during one of the cooking demos, <laughs> me and my friend were sitting in the back and the chef was passing around this plate of like freshly minced garlic. And like we had already been given something to eat. Right. So it wasn't that weird what we did. So he passed the plate of garlic around and me and my friend like licked our finger and like ate the garlic. We're like, oh yeah, really good. And he's like, it's to smell. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Just going like, mm, oh yeah. Just tart pure yeah. garlic. <laughs> I love a good tomato. Uh, hard to find. Yeah. Hard to get on a regular basis yeah i guess in la a little bit easier yeah but i will say um kind of a a sort of annoying behavior that flies under the radar is people who don't like tomatoes who are really vocal about it yeah they're like people who are vocal about cilantro all of these things but i feel like there's a select few people who don't like tomatoes who are too loud about it yeah just like back off and if you don't like it it's the easiest thing to just Take off Slip the it out of there. Just take it, it out. It does absolutely yeah. nothing to the rest of the food. Yeah. Um, no, I like a good tomato. I uh, had one on a breakfast sandwich recently. It was a little much. Mm. Like too watery? It was just too thick. Yeah. Like a thick tomato is... Thinly sliced heirloom. Right. Like you get that nice little flavor in there. Right. I don't yeah. need like a mouthful of it. I just need the hint of tomato. I, I grew a lot of them in my backyard during the pandemic. And then it has since started to feel like very wasteful with the amount of water that they need. Oh. And the small number of tomatoes that, you know, fruit in this. <laughs> yes. In where I am. Um, but... What I was doing to make the most of the few tomatoes that I grew was just eat them raw, just like oh, sprinkle sure. like, salt? Uh, salt on them. Delicious. And me and a couple friends went up to the Tomato Mania guy's place in Ojai, and they just spread like 
40 varieties of tomatoes out on this table with just a little bowl of salt. Wow. And they're just like slicing and like put salt on it. And I was like, okay, this is heaven. Was there a best tomato you had there? There was one that tasted like chocolate. Okay. It was well, like a purple tomato what's that tasted happening like there? chocolate. Who it knows? tasted good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't even begin to conceptualize what that would be. Like a like a dark chocolate. Like really right. like, like... Kind of bitter? Bitter. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what you would use that in. You're not going to make a Probably pizza just eating sauce. Raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revolting. A black penne pasta. Like. <laughs> I mean, that that's probably coming for us. There's always a new innovation with the tomato. Yeah. Um, okay, so you were making, you were growing tomatoes. Were you growing anything else in your backyard? I grew habaneros, actually. Oh. And I still have them frozen. I have a bunch of them frozen in my freezer, and I need to make some hot sauce, but it can sort of turn your kitchen into a chemical weapons facility just dangerous forever basically yeah do you wear contacts uh at least rubber gloves uh, oh but yeah. like do you uh oh no not, not okay general, well then no. you're okay at yeah. least as far as that goes <laughs> I'm very safe i put in contacts even though i don't need them <laughs> keep the fumes out of my eyes <laughs> um yeah that's it feels like you would probably have to lay down plastic or something yeah have you ever made hot sauce? I was there when my friend made it in his house in Brooklyn, and he and his wife had to kind of vacate the property for an afternoon. Like tent the house. Yeah, it was or like something. mustard gas in there. <laughs> yeah. But the hot sauce was really good. That they I made. bet. Yeah. Are you a big hot sauce eater in general? I am. Okay, do you have a yeah. favorite? There uh, is a couple who used to run the restaurant Azette here, okay. Spencer and Sabrina, and I'm blanking on their hot sauce company, but they have some really great like homemade hot sauces. This was Azette on uh, Sunset. Sunset. Yeah, great okay. restaurant. I never went, and then it closed down. S- such a shame. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah, they're the great place. But they have a their own hot sauce. They do, yeah. Who are these people? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up while we're talking. Yeah, so I'd that love I can to know what that's called. Advertise hot sauce on this. Do you have like a mainstream hot sauce you like? Sriracha. I really kind of escalated from Tabasco in my youth and then right up to Sriracha, which goes on everything. Right. right. Every breakfast food needs it. There's a Zab sauce that they do at wax paper. I love Zab. So good. Excellent new. It's entered my life in the last year or so. Yeah. I adore it. Very versatile. Yes. You can put it on any, any meal of the day. Yeah. Great for breakfast. Uh, this is kind of a famously anti-Tabasco podcast. Not a fan. <laughs> really? Too vinegary? It's just vinegar. What are we talking vinegar, about? Vinegar, vinegar. I know. Maybe that's the problem. Now we finally get Too to the root to of home. the problem. <laughs> We've uncovered the psychological problem I have. No, just, it's for me, vinegar. What are, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I'm eating crawfish or something. I've never even had crawfish. It's got me just, hungry. You, as soon as you said that, I was like, where can I get a crawfish bowl tonight? Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's one in West Hollywood or something that's like maybe near the crazy rock and roll sushi place. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Crazy rock and roll sushi with a mechanical bull. (laughs) I feel I'm picturing there's some sort of crawfish place. Is it crawfish? What's a crawdaddy? Crawdaddy. Is a crawdaddy? Did I say crawdaddy or did I say crawfish? Is that a band? Is that like a ska band? Is that a... Real now big I'm, fish? There's Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> Ska's on its way back. It's absolutely on its way back. Annalise's got a knowing look on their face, but we don't know what the mystery could possibly be here. Let's see here. Here comes oh, the mic. Pulling up the mic. It just seems as though uh, Crawdaddy's is a restaurant in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So oh, that's know. what I it is. Co- yeah. <laughs> How would I possibly know that? Guess is as good as mine. That must be another term for something. <laughs> if I just, out of my own brain, invented the word Crawdaddy, there's something seriously wrong with It sounds my so life. familiar, though. No, no. Crawdaddy. It's a reverse Mandela effect. It's yeah, like something really we... <laughs> Wow, that's fascinating. Um, I've got my little pineapple here. Are you a big pineapple eater? You know, there's a weird thing that I have where I'm not uh, allergic to apples or pineapples, but when I eat them raw like that, it makes my mouth feel weird. Do you get canker sores? No, it just makes it feel itchy a little bit. Oh, weird. Yeah, I have really terrible seasonal allergies, so I don't know if it's connected to that. I got the big battery of blood tests uh, years ago to figure out why I was sneezing so horribly all the time. And they were like, well, you're allergic to like Asperilagus, which is a fungus that grows on all vegetation and in standing water. And I'm like, wow. oh, okay, good. Well, so that's easy to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So are you ever able to enjoy an apple or a pineapple? 
Uh, yeah. And when you do like voiceover jobs, they oftentimes have green apples to cut up and eat because it really helps with your like addiction. It like really makes your really? your consonants really crisp. Is it just like burning up your saliva or something? The What's acid happening there? Burns away all the <laughs> excess <laughs> stuff. But then, meanwhile, your mouth is so itchy. Yeah, got to scratch your mouth. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they they give all voice actors peanut butter, like the dogs <laughs> in um, Homer Bounds. So that it looks like yours, so they can do two things at once. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It makes absolutely perfect sense. But you can eat a, a baked apple. Yes. Hot pineapple is delicious. Hot pineapple Grilled is delicious. Pineapple. And I'm not against it. You were talking about people who are vocally against tomatoes. People get really offended by Hawaiian pizza, which Give I don't mind. Hawaiian pizza is fine. That's, that is an imagined uh, personality trait. Yeah. It tastes delicious. Yeah. At worst, it doesn't taste great. Yeah. But people freak out. <laughs> That's a bar that I would take in so many situations. At worst, it doesn't taste great. <laughs> Have you ever been to the chain restaurant Islands? I've been. I've never eaten. Ah. I went with some friends and uh, decided I wasn't going to partake. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, at worst, it's not going to taste good at uh, all. What happens at Islands? Like, why do you bring up Islands? Because they have something called the Yaki Tacos, okay. which is like teriyaki chicken with pineapple on them. Okay. And tomatoes. Okay. In a, in a soft flour tortilla. And it's good? And it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if my... Memory of being seven years old serves me well. <laughs> Were you tricked into ordering it, or did you Probably. do this on purpose? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The waiter's there so fast. I mean, Before I, you even know it, there's like a whole plate of pineapples. I'm, I'm going to say that that's not a, a patently bad idea. No. But what I know about Islands, I don't know that they would be the first restaurant I would trust to make that dish. Yeah. I don't know that they would be the place that I'd be like, oh, they're going to have a great tomato. I to combine like with pineapple. There's a good, like, burger or chicken sandwich somewhere that has, like, an entire, like, disc of pineapple that on top. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's just a sweet fruit. Yeah. Sweet, savory. That makes sense. Um, teriyaki. Feels like we left it behind in about 1998. Where did teriyaki go? Where did it go? I really miss teriyaki. You used to be able to go... Uh, every mall had teriyaki. And now... To get a decent teriyaki, I have no idea where to turn. God, I, w I couldn't even tell you where to go for teriyaki. And uh, you're proving my point is right 2023 now. Is 2023 the year of teriyaki in I Los Angeles? I would love for teriyaki to Los come Los Angeles back. is bringing back the yaki to your life. <laughs> I would kill for a good teriyaki place. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's kind of salty, sweet. I mean, it's probably deeply unhealthy, but throw that on some The sugar or... and the salt all in <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> But I think it's, maybe I should make some at home. What would that be? It's like soy sauce, honey, ginger? Ginger. Definitely garlic. a lot of ginger. A lot of garlic. I mean, if I can Fake come up. wasabi. <laughs> horseradish. Probably some vinegar. Yeah. Now we're just making Tabasco. Fish sauce. Uh, That's always good. <laughs> fish sauce is a real good secret ingredient. Yeah. People uh, are freaked out by it. It smells really bad, but, but it tastes really good. Yeah, you can put... I mean, so many things rely on fish sauce. Yeah. So many of our favorite dishes have that in them. Yeah. What is it? Just an umami or something that it brings to a dish? That must be it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not really... Once it's in the food, you're not tasting fish. No. As far as I know, but now maybe I'll start looking into it. But yeah, I miss teriyaki, and uh, I'm trying to... Oh, school's getting out. School? <laughs> the school near my house... I do not understand the school schedule there. I feel like they will go weeks and no one's there. It'll be the middle of the school year. And then suddenly the principal is making an announcement. It's like, maybe there's just a principal trapped there that's trying to like send out it's an principal SOS. School. They're, they're training to be principals there. <laughs> they give them a whole empty school for years at a time. Uh, learn to be a principal. Your mom's a sixth grade teacher? She is, yeah. Actively? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow, that's in exciting. In her 29th year, I think, Oh, that's her terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does she teach public, private? Public. Oh, wonderful. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Do you go, did you ever go visit the class or anything? I did, yeah. And she was actually, when I was in sixth grade, she was for a time a substitute teacher for my sixth grade class at a different school. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. <laughs> was that embarrassing? No, it was cool. She's a cool teacher. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Would I, were the other kids aware it was your mom? Yes. Okay. Very aware. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, she's kind of got a great position there because the kids can't torture her like they would other substitute teachers, right? right? Yeah. Because other substitute teachers, not a, not an easy position to be in. 
Where did you go to elementary school? Um, in Utah. In Utah. South Jordan, Utah. So you did not get the sex ed uh, day in fifth or sixth grade, oh, I'm assuming? Oh, we did get that. Oh, we certainly did? got okay. that. Uh, you know, the uncomfortable, I think I got a deodorant I wouldn't use for years, <laughs> a baseball card that was immediately thrown away, and <laughs> then just kind of a quiet drive home with Puberty's my dad. coming, slugger. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we had this day the girls got it a year before the boys mm-hmm. in my elementary school because they start things earlier and this amazing thing happened where like they had an afternoon where they went off and like got education and we just got to have recess but as soon as you took the girls away like our class which had never done this before like there was immediately like fist fights and yelling and the substitute <laughs> teacher was like what has gotten into you boys like what is going on right here it's like you took away the moderating influence that's incredible <laughs> That really is full Lord of the Flies Definitely, situation. Yeah. <laughs> we had a conch. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Uh, I think in my school they called it maturation day or talk or something. And uh, I feel like any kid who had cable already knew everything they were going to tell us. And then there was me. Our- they just put in a DVD of like, <laughs> what, what, is, what was that HBO show? Like real sex real stories? Real sex or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I was probably the one kid who was like, oh, I everyone quiet down. I need to hear this. But walked away probably more confused than I entered. And then, uh, yeah, what an interesting thing they do. Why does your parent have to be there? Right. Oh, wait. Oh, they brought your parents um, your, in? Your parent didn't have to. No. Kids went with their okay, dads. That's like, crazy. Sons went with their fathers. The best daddy daughter day <laughs> ever. <laughs> it actually, now, now that we're really talking about it, it feels like a terrible idea because if a kid doesn't have both parents, oh, it seems like a sad situation could be yeah. happening there. Show your cards as a family <laughs> while you learn exactly. about sex. <laughs> yeah, that is not ideal. I'm here to shame the maturation day. Any whoever was in charge of that should be really feeling bad now. Um, you know what you... today is in Los Angeles? Saturation Day, right? Oh, thank you. Am I right? Okay, Dorothy, strike do you like two. That one? Do you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy is loudly booing off mic. Oh my god, she's booing! I've never seen a dog boo before. Um, this pineapple has it had any other snacks other than wasabi peas in it? Just uh, for a time, a little ceramic elf so I could transport it safely in the car. <laughs> very cute. Very. I think cute. it's missing. I think I broke part of the pineapple. Wait, I'm is realizing. that broken? Or maybe that it's seems like... Pur- no, that's purposeful. Oh, yeah. I well, don't know wait, what the point so something's is. something's supposed to go in there. What does... That makes no sense. There's like a little notch. <laughs> it's like a food serving tray. It's like you stick a fondue thing in there, I guess. What? Like a stick through there? <laughs> through the little hole? Or maybe a little, little bug crawl in? It's like a little house for an ant? Aww. That would be cute. Uh, maybe a worm. Practically, I don't understand why it has a notch. But A24 the- is selling Marcel the Shell sort of <laughs> merchandise. Worm and a pineapple merch. <laughs> um, oh, it's a Richard Scary pineapple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Scary goes to Hawaii. Um, when are you eating wasabi peas? Are you watching TV? What are you doing? Yes, watching a baseball game that isn't an official baseball game. Oh, uh, sure, count. sure. In the middle of the day on a weekday. Very <laughs> nice. In March. You're kind of just staring off into the distance. <laughs> I uh, was doing this show in South Africa in October 2016. Great time for America. And um, the Dodgers were in the playoffs. But with the time difference, what I did was I would get home from work at like 6 p.m., immediately go to sleep, and then wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and watch the Dodgers in the playoffs from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. and then go back to work. God. And that was crazy. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was really burning the candle at both ends there. How yeah. long did that uh, go for? Uh, like two weeks. That feels like unhealthy behavior. Yeah. That, <laughs> hey, no, it was very healthy. I was in bed at 6, 6 p.m. <laughs> how did you will yourself to sleep at 6 p.m.? That's how invested I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a kindergartner's sleep schedule. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> wow. Uh, are you watching anything else on TV right now? Anything that uh, someone who's never hit a baseball could relate to? Just watched Last of Us, the oh, finale. Oh, I'm three episodes in. I need. Oh. I have a lot of catching up, you and now the weight is crushing me. But it's nice, though, because you, you still have stuff to watch. Like, That's now we've got, like, two years probably until there's more That's content. That's very true. If I watch one a month, uh, season two will be just coming around. 
Make it like a Lord of the Rings release. Like <laughs> watch one every Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I played that game when it came out. So right. I've been really enjoying the little references they'll do, like when Pedro Pascal is like, I need this roll of duct tape. You're like, Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember gathering duct tape in that building. <laughs> yeah, I played the game too, and I remember that the sound of the duct tape. I feel like every time you picked it up or something, you hear like the duct tape stretching. Yeah. What a satisfying sound. Oh, yeah. It's how you'd make a shiv, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, now I know I've created something that can kill a mushroom creature. <laughs> I will say this is my one complaint about the TV show. I get a little bit of a haunted house scare actor vibe from the people with the mushroom heads. Interesting. And it makes me not scared. I need to be scared of them. And I just think this is like, this person's all, He's like, whispering to Bella, don't worry, they're not allowed to touch you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm at Universal Horror Nights. <laughs> it's the haunted Hayride Boston. <laughs> exactly. Now you've compl- truly ruined the show for me. I've, I've now I've decided they I won't be watching this. Never touch them. No one dies. It's a really happy ending. They 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 finally get their way to, to Disney World. Oh um, no! I've heard though of these like terrifying haunted houses in like San Diego near like the military base there because their website is like we made a soldier cry oh no it's like you sign a waiver and they like kidnap you and put you in a coffin and everything I was like that (laughs) doesn't sound fun at all (laughs) where are you in life that that's what you need that you're like I need to feel that yeah nothing I mean maybe that's where I am I'm just talking about how I'm not scared of the mushroom people yeah I mean, look for me in San Diego, October 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running this? That seems like something that you find on the dark web or something. That yeah, shouldn't be legal. Probably is on that. Yeah. Uh, wow. I hope I never get to that point. When you get but... Twitter blue, you sign up for it automatically. <laughs> Elon meets you at the door. We're going to bury you alive. He has baby. a very evolved sense of humor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Push him into a river. Um, well, I've got my little pineapple. I'll be, well, I'll probably eat one of these uh, peas a day until they're gone. And then I will refill it with my next favorite snack. I don't know what it'll be. What is your favorite snack? That's a good question. I mean, obviously, I talk about cookies nonstop on this podcast. I love a cookie. Uh, but as far as a savory snack, I love a cheese nip. Mm. I love a cheese it. Uh, I love a, just a, like a raw piece of cheese. That's uh, good. I love yeah. a string cheese. Also good. A lot of cheese-related items. What else? Do, uh, I like a cashew. Do you have any other favorite snacks? <sighs> All kinds, I guess. But yeah, I saw a kid eating bugles in the airport, and I was like, wow, it's been a second. <laughs> Put those on each little fingertip, look like a witch. <laughs> I think that's where the enjoyment of bugles ends once you're actually chewing them you're like this is it's a styrofoam disgusting snack i had so much fun with them on my fingers i was a witch and now i'm eating kind of a bacteria filled bad snack yeah yeah i like uh the snacks of the variety where like the little thing you would strip the plastic off the top and it had a container for liquid cheese and oh, then like crackers and then like a little red uh, applicator. I love that you applicator. Just like smear the cheese on the cracker. I love that side, <laughs> that sort of snack. <laughs> there is probably an island of those applicators in the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, but I did love that. It was a little, pro- it felt like a little art project you were doing. You'd have to assemble it. Yes. The Lunchables where you're like, I'm constructing a pizza and at no point will this get hot. <laughs> yeah, and also every one of those snacks... It was. It's actually a bad thing for kids with filthy hands because they demand that the kid just be touching them and touching them and touching them. Black with asphalt dust right. from Planet Recess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the cheese and whatever those were called was not quite liquid. It wasn't quite solid. It was, it was like a polymer. It was like a col- <laughs> like a caulk or something. You could put that in holes in your wall or something. Now that would be a delicious house to live in. <laughs> a cheese wigwam. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute idea for a mouse. I'm picturing a mouse kind of punching a hole in the wall in anger and then having to patch it up with some cheese paste. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, I do anything cheese-based I'm on board with. Anything salty I will eat immediately. Humboldt Fog, have you had that cheese? Ooh, no, what's this? They have that, Mysterious. I think it's at, um, Farm Shop. Okay. About a 40-year drive across town. Um, yeah, it's really good. Humboldt Fog. Humboldt Fog. What is it, like, what would you compare it to? It's... Uh, 
it's it's really funky. I think okay. it's like a blue cheese. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm a late in life blue cheese eater. It took me a long time to acquire the taste. Yeah. But I'm basically on board now. Yeah. I can eat almost any other cheese, but blue cheese, I'm still have I have to be prepared to eat it. Yeah. I have to know it's coming to me. But with a you know with a wall well a pecan or something. Delicious. You don't want to be surprised by that flavor profile. No, that's not something that's you exploding in your mouth. The first time I had uni. Uh, the sushi oh. dish, I it was presented as the dessert, and I thought I was having orange sorbet. Oh boy, and it was not orange sorbet. <laughs> so it took a couple of years to get back on that train, but now I love uni. <laughs> it was presented as the dessert. It was in like a little sorbet cup, and it's orange, and I'd never seen it before. Oh, I was like, oh, wow. I was like sixteen. I was like, oh, delicious. Oh, no. I was very surprised with gonads. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, uni. Yeah, that's not a great idea. Um, I think we should play a game. Let's play a game. Uh, let's play a game called Gift or a Curse. I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. 7. Okay, I have to do some light calculating in order to get our game pieces. So right now you have the mic you can recommend, promote, do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Alrighty. What's going on right now? Uh, I will be in the upcoming film written and directed by Zoe Kravitz called Pussy Island, starring Naomi Aki and Channing Tatum. That should be coming out this summer. What else? I'm in something that's secret that I can't say I was in, but I shot it in Toronto last month. And I guess that's all. Perfect. Everybody go see the secret project that Haley's working on. And and, uh, what was the other thing called? Pussy Island. Oh, Pussy Island. What is it about? Zoe did a really smart thing where she named it that and then did a lot of press when she announced it going, I'm not changing the title. That's the title. So MGM is like, all right, that's going to be what it's called. <laughs> yeah. She really got them in a corner though. Oh yeah. That's great. Um, it's a, uh, I, I can't say what it's about. Oh, interesting. I was just about to launch into what's it about, but oh. I can't. You've got to buy a ticket and go see what that's all about. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're going to play gift or a curse. This is how we play. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they are a gift or a curse and why. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. All right. Because there are correct answers. Uh, this first one is a listener suggestion from somebody named Lauren or Lauren. Nobody ever knows with that name. Gift or a curse, cinnamon gum. Cinnamon gum? I think that's a gift. What is it, that that brand called Zite or something? Mm. Like I remember being really enchanted with the cinnamon gum in high school when you really think there's a chance that someone's going to care that your breath is good. <laughs> so you're kind of housing that all the time. <laughs> uh, so you think it's a gift? Yeah. Haley, you're absolutely correct. Ah, yes. I love cinnamon gum. It's great. I, uh, it's, I mean, there are some complications. A lot of cinnamon gum is uh, extremely brittle. It's like a dry bone. But the flavor's wonderful. The color's wonderful. Does it freshen our breath? I don't know that it entirely does. It almost makes your mouth hotter, which is not great, but it's more of a treat, a little cinnamony treat. Small version of the cinnamon challenge, eating that whole packet. Yeah, I would like to see somebody put a full mouthful of uh, cinnamon gum. What was the brand you were saying? Zite? Zite, But I think that was the infomercial for the male enhancement thing that they'd play on on, the NFL network. (laughs) Crossover product. Oh, Dorothy, you love cinnamon gum. Dorothy. freaking out. Dorothy is, yeah, she's so excited about this. So Zite may not be a gum. No, but it's... Zap. Is it? Uh, I also, do you remember that uh, uh, rainbow zebra gum uh, that immediately yeah, immediately lost the flavor less than a second of fruit as soon as you put it in your mouth and the tattoo lasted even less there was a ta- oh that's right there was yeah. a tattoo and it was like just watercolor that just bled on your skin <laughs> it was such a bad product it's henna it goes right in yeah, it, really, it was henna adjacent um the flavor of Fruit Stripe was really good for that one second at it last. It really was. And yeah, you just like, it's the hit. You don't yeah, you take you all just keep 60 strips one after the other. And those packs were so thick that you could kind of squeeze them. If only they could have captured that flavor for a longer period of time. Whatever. Flavor scientists, if you're out there. You losers, get on the ball. Fruit Stripe, please. <laughs> it's the teriyaki Fruit Stripe <laughs> yes. year in Los Angeles. <laughs> Both of those products need to come Plus back you. in a big way. Okay, you got one right. Excellent job. Number two, this is from somebody named Rachel, and she has suggested, gift or a curse, bachelorette party shirts, and then in parentheses, wife of the party. Gift or a curse. The the shirt says wife of the party. That is a curse. Why? Something has gone wrong at that bachelorette party. (laughs) 
Um, and then you're wearing it because it's the last shirt you have. Something <laughs> happened to the other shirt at the bachelorette party. Yeah, I that's that's just I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> cursed vibes from from seeing that shirt in the airport. Probably just saw it in the Phoenix airport. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it adds up perfectly. Uh, unfortunately, you're wrong. Oh. Gift? What do I have to do to get a wife of the party shirt? I think these, that sounds like a gift to me. I would wear that every day of my life. I would wear that to a baptism. Wife of the party? This sounds like a wonderful time. Uh, you could go anywhere in that formal, casual work. All right, I'm going to wear one now. <laughs> Night to day. Yeah, it's you should get one. my hair shirt to wear. <laughs> yeah, wife of the party. I mean, I don't know if there are other types of bachelorette puns that they're putting on shirts, yeah. but at least with this example... A gift, and you don't get the point. That's I, fine. I like the trend now that people are doing co-ed bachelor bachelorette parties. Like that it's seems much like a more good wholesome. idea to yeah. me. I feel like yeah, because if it's like gender segregated, it's like, what are you hoping that something horrible happens right. one it last time? Feels like, like bad behavior yeah. kind of gets tamped down when everyone has to continue just being a normal person. Yeah, rather than like diving into their worst instincts. Yeah, bachelor party culture not for me. Wife of the, the party, party t-shirt? Yeah. That's me. That's yes. kind of my core. Uh, okay, you didn't get the point. You failed that one. Huge. That's okay. Uh, number three, from somebody named Kyle. Gift or a curse, 360 photo booths. Are you familiar with these? Yeah. I like those. Why? I may have just... <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just did one at the Party Down premiere. Oh. Um, and didn't they have one? I think they had one... Actually, I feel like they had that camera for the speeches at the Oscars this year, which felt kind of strange. Like, <laughs> like they were like, there was no camera right in front of the people, but you still felt like you were right there and like a like a, a heads up display or something. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, but no, it's fun. You know, it's like the the boomerang app. You get to try and do something that looks fun forwards and backwards. Right, yeah. right. So I you're saying it's a gift. gift? I think it's a gift, but I have a feeling that I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, one out of three. <laughs> Enough. Enough with these photo booths and rule. these step and repeat technologies. <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing. I I can't do it. I'm so uncomfortable with it. We've got and who knows what what's next? If after the 360 photo booth, what are we going to be doing? I can't even begin to imagine what obnoxious thing. 180 photo booths? 720 <laughs> See, photo a, booths? A 720, now that's 1080 a... 1080 photo booths? Or you're just sick looking at it. Everybody's <laughs> nauseous. Thank you, Tony Hawk, for helping me count upwards by 180. <laughs> he really did a lot for us in the 90s. Every student, 1080 snowboarding and Tony Hawk really led us to uh, be able to multiply that way. Yeah. What happens after 1080, though? Nobody knows. No I one ever literally... found out cannot even imagine no, what would come after that. No mathematician or scientist could tell you. Nobody knows what happens 60. after <laughs> 1089. Um, okay, so you got one out of three. Not great. Horrible game. I'm going to have to repeat this grade. <laughs> you didn't fail completely, but you did fail. Uh, we hate to see it, but that's okay. This is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I said no gifts at gmail.com with whatever the hell they want to ask me. The listeners have all kinds of problems in their lives, largely gifts and social related, but whatever. I try to help them. My listeners are, I mean, their lives are, you know, when you're listening to this podcast that you're, you're in a hard spot. You're the place. wife of the party. <laughs> you just woke up and you're wearing a wife of the party shirt. It's, it's you're in 360 Phoenix. degrees spinning around you. <laughs> Life is hell. Uh, would you help me help somebody? I'd love to. Okay, let me read one of these. Uh, okay, this is High Bridger and Lovely Guest. Very nice. I guess my question is, well, uh, was there another part of this email that I didn't read? I don't know. I guess my question is, how do you ask someone if they still have a gift you gave them? The best gift I ever gave was a hoard of phones. We share a birthday, same day, same year. I feel like some part of this email is missing or something happened because I feel like there's information that is assumed, but I'll keep reading anyway. We share a birthday, so as our 18th birthday approach, I started thinking of what I might give her as a gift. Something got deleted. Who cares? Being from a large family prone to hoarding, I happened to know that there was, in my house, a drawer full of old phones. There were wireless house phones, my mom's old Blackberries, a few antenna cell phones from the early 2000s, and even my old pink Motorola Razor, the flip phone kind. I know what that is. 
I artfully arranged uh, these phones in a clear plastic pretzel container and added some minimal decoration. This was around eight years ago, and we lost touch for a while. I can tell you why. Uh, <laughs> when I moved away for college, but I sometimes wonder if she still has the hoard of phones. She's now my friendly neighborhood dealer. Okay. Wow, uh, this is a whole movie. Yeah, it's, we're missing information, <laughs> but who cares? Uh, but I wish I knew if there was a polite way to ask what happened to my gift from so many years ago. Thanks so much for your help. Love the pod. Love you too. Uh, Katie from Chicago. Love you too, Katie. So Katie, uh, I don't know what happened with this email. This is, no, I'm not taking any of the blame here. <laughs> we're blaming Katie. We're blaming her dealer uh, and this mysterious relationship. But she's basically wondering, how do you find out if somebody still has that gift you gave them? If you are buying drugs from this person, <laughs> I feel like they'll be okay with you going, hey, you still got those phones I gave you last year? <laughs> I don't know. This could be a very tense relationship. Maybe they're meeting in secret. They're sitting down on a like a bench in the park and they don't know each other. True. That sort of thing, trying to keep it under wraps. Just coming with a Ziploc bag full of razors <laughs> you can play snake on this one <laughs> i mean i feel like at least in this situation this is how you do it you if you want to be subtle and you want to get somebody a gift or you want to know you their birthday is approaching you say hey i was thinking about getting you a giant jug of cell phones you don't have to have any of those do you i feel like that's a decent way to get into that yeah there's there's always a fun way of like Especially if you're already at the store buying someone a gift and like, you're like, oh, wait, do they already have this? And then sending a text like, hey, like, <laughs> remember we were all hanging out, playing with that foot massager, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> Actually, my sister's birthday was last week and I had a memory of her boyfriend playing a theremin at their house oh. and she has like a carpal tunnel injury. And I was like, so, <laughs> so artless. I was like, was that carpal tunnel thing from playing with that theremin? <laughs> She's like, what? It's like, you know, all right, well, you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> can you, I wonder, can you get carpal tunnel from a theremin? Probably. If you, you'd have to be going pretty hard. That guy in Incubus was like, <laughs> Did, did Incubus have a theremin Yes, player? they did. I saw them live at the Duck Pond, and they had a theremin. <laughs> You're revealing a lot, Haley. 2004. <laughs> I had just given my best friend a whole bag of phones. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Haley is Katie from Chicago. I am Katie from Chicago. I uh, played a theremin for the first time a few years ago, or a couple years ago, at a friend's, and extremely difficult thing to very do. very hard it is witchcraft You're like so precise the yeah. positions and you have to do it with two hands too it makes it's strange that anyone was ever able to learn how to use that thing yeah. uh i would obviously it's a beautiful bizarre instrument but almost impossible if you don't know what you're doing yeah it's not like a piano where you can eventually bang out something you can't play chopsticks on a theremin <laughs> But you should try. You should I would love to hear chopsticks. <laughs> <out there. laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, while we're learning so much, Incubus had a theremin player. They they should have gone harder on the theremin. I think they would probably still be a band. I think so too. Are they still a band? They are still a band. Okay. My apologies <laughs> to the ink. Uh, back to Katie though. Katie, you. I mean, I've already given you your answer. Oh. Just offer to give her another jug of the phones. Yeah. Or threaten to cut off your. Uh, buying of the drug deal. Yeah, that's how Say, you leverage it. If you don't it. tell me, yeah. uh, you, I won't be buying, hopefully, a nice, decent drug. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully a nice, this... wholesome, <laughs> plant-based. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, the whoever this mysterious woman is isn't selling Katie meth, but we don't know because apparently I deleted 80% of the email at some point. The email is not promising on that front. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't, don't know what the situation is, but uh, Katie, go ahead and uh, break into her house. Just ask. <laughs> Just break into her house and ask. Or scour your local thrift stores for the gift. Yeah. And if you come upon it and your heart is broken and you're bawling in a Goodwill, that's that's a little story for later. Yeah. And the drugs will help. Yeah. The drugs will help <laughs> to get over that little problem. <laughs> Haley, we answered the question, I don't know if I would say perfectly. I would probably say more than perfectly. Yeah. We, yeah. Just 120% answered. <laughs> we gave it our all. We did everything we could for Katie. If she, if that doesn't help, nothing will. Oh, the things we do. Haley, I now have my little pineapple. Uh, I've got probably six months worth of peas in here because they're about nine peas. I'll eat one every three weeks or so. I don't know if the math there adds up. It doesn't matter. Um, 
Thank you so much for being here. It's really nice being here, man. Thank you for bringing Dorothy. Dorothy, welcome to the pod. She was a little pill, but thank you for tolerating this little ball of fluff. She's been terrific, and I have no complaints. At least I, you don't bark. You're Dorothy, a, you're God a silent, bless you. silent menace. <laughs> uh, listener, the podcast is over. It stopped raining. I've kind of won in my current battle with Mother Nature, if that's her real name. Um, she and I will probably continue to do this and... I'll probably wake up to a flood in my home again tomorrow. I don't want to send you off on this anxious note. There are birds singing. There is hope. Hope for you to come back to the podcast next week. Goodbye. I love you. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show.